Hey, Evan, do you know where my dogs are at? <laughs> I'm not even going to finish that. I'm not even. I do not know where your dogs are at, Anthony. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back to the album hour, everyone. I am Anthony. And I am Evan. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, our album review podcast. Uh, we are back with... Man, one that I kind of had to really collect my thoughts about because I didn't want it to be an album where I was like, this was amazing. Because spoiler alert, I, I thought it was unbelievably you loved good. It. I loved, I loved, loved, loved it. And so I, I really had to collect myself and be like, no, I can't just, I can't just gush over it like how it, it, it goes sometimes. But, um, uh, you know, for the listeners or, or whatever, we did... It's dark and hell is hot by DMX. This one was this one was pretty cool to do. Um, first of all, you know, I think we had the idea to kind of do this one during the first season, but we couldn't fit it because DMX unfortunately passed away at the time or in the middle of the first season that we were recording or something like that, right? Yeah, we were. Um, I think the idea was like. Like we'll jump on the on the train while it's moving, you know, <laughs> which is like not 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 a uh, responsible thing to do. Maybe <laughs> um, I think it's good that we pushed it back. I think it's good we did it now instead of back then. Yeah, but I, I definitely wanted to do it regardless of whether or not he passed away, because out of all of the you know big rappers that came out of the '90s, I feel like my relationship with DMX is like close to none. Like, which is surprising because I, because obviously I did love it and I thought, you know, I was just so surprised that I took forever to listen to DMX. I don't know. So I yeah. think, I think for, for us, DMX is not relevant. In in what way? Well, okay. So we are like, you know, 20 something kids from like Southern California. Yes. And DMX is like New York as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and so like I think there's certain I think there's certain um artists, I guess, that mm-hmm. are a lot more popular in the region that they're from than other parts of the country. Like I don't think um how do you say like I don't think most rap fans uh-huh. who are our age from our location i guess yeah. are like real big fans of jada kiss yeah you know and, what i mean and and our area is uh you know southern california white suburbia so basically <laughs> yeah. right so, so like that makes there, sense there's a lot of um crossover i guess from it, there's like very specific weird like crosses over into white suburbia i guess you could say there's like uh-huh. um like the wu-tang clan crosses yeah. over a lot like white people really like the wu-tang clan <laughs> um please don't take are that you, out are, of context are, are you one of them <laughs> um i mean i i guess um i'm trying to think of like what else like i feel like um 
I don't know. This is horrible, by the no, way. No, no, but, is... but I get what you're saying. I think that there's there's some uh, rappers or groups that have just a certain appeal that go beyond where they come from. Like, for example, NWA clearly went beyond just Compton, especially right. especially in, in uh, God, what was it, 2015, when they released, you know, a, a feature-length Hollywood movie. Right. You know, yeah. that, that was unbelievably good. Also... And we talk about Wu Tang. Wu Tang is is like a brand almost. Yeah, basically. And you know? I know there's like it works the other way too because we have uh there's like you know E forty who's like a a West Coast legend. He's on um he, that Mount Westmore. Yeah, Mount Westmore. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's part of Mount Westmore. He was like a big Bay Area guy in the nineties. Right. Um, but like he's not gonna be popular i feel like lots of other places in the country you know what i mean like yeah he's kind of um kind of niche right yeah exactly like niche that's a good word okay but that makes sense but uh you know that being said i was really looking forward to listening to dmx and i'm i'm really glad that we did so to get into it a little bit dmx stood for dark man x fun fact um it's dark and hell is hot was actually his debut album which released may 19th of 1998 uh he is the first artist to debut an album at number one five times that was that's bit, ridiculous that was a bit shocking to learn i was like really dmx okay so maybe i take back everything i just said <laughs> because he has um you know that's funny because he has maybe like a uh like a nelly thing going on where like because Nelly's from like the Midwest, he's from like St. Louis or something, and like yeah. everyone loves Nelly. And Nelly also had like ten albums selling like ridiculous amounts, <laughs> and so like like this doesn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> but I was I was like, damn, I didn't realize he had that much like even commercial success, you know. But uh, this album, like I said, was released May nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. And it is considered a classic amongst hip-hop fans, which I will get to in a second, because uh, I do want to say something about that. But it, this album was met with very high positive reviews, and it became four times platinum by uh, 2000. Uh, but as I mentioned, unfortunately, of April uh, this year, which is 2021, he was unfortunately hospitalized due to a heart attack and then passed away uh, much too soon. But um, I, you know, getting back to the whole hip hop, you know, rap album thing. This is, uh, if I recall correct, well, well, this is the fourth one we've done on this show. The the three others being uh, to Pip a Butterfly, uh, Ready to Die, and um, Ex Military. And I have to say, there's just something about hip-hop albums that go above and beyond and and all four of the ones you know this one included are just absolutely unbelievably good i I don't i don't know what it is but you know there's certain similar themes that or patterns I, i should say not not themes patterns that i recognize about them and i and i love every moment and i'm like man i I have a whole different appreciation for 
listening to albums, of course, but but the genre in general right now, it is really, really blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think, well, f- I guess I should say like bias here. Uh, Hip hop <laughs> is probably my favorite genre of music to listen to. Okay. Um, probably. Um, when I was like just getting into making my own decisions about music and like forming my own tastes and things like that, um, hip hop was the only genre that I could actually listen to a full album of. Really? Like, yeah. Because when I was in middle school, I you know, I would get to like um you know, like past the hits of some albums and I'd be like, No, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when yeah. I would listen to like like hip hop albums and I'm thinking specifically of like um things that I was listening to when I was first like discovering hip hop. So it would mm-hmm. be like um the Marshall Mathers LP. Okay, yeah. Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. or um 808s and Heartbreak. Okay. Like around that time. Right. Um it was it was so weird how I was like very um like you could just push play and I was like in. Yeah. But, but I yeah, I completely uh, understand it though. Like yeah. these albums just are so thematic. Hip hop is so weird because it has its such like its highs and its lows. Like really bad rap is horrible. Like I do, I cannot stand like b- like bad rapping. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But K- kind of <laughs> when it's good, it's like it's good. It's, it's a it's a peak. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I as you know, obviously I've already mentioned a few times this album was just. <laughs> really good it, it kind of i didn't really know what to expect um i i knew you know prior to going into this dmx was kind of like the guy who had that voice you know um i feel like he also was just known for kind of his anthem songs and by the way so some of his anthem songs that are probably more popular only one of them is on here I think the majority of the other ones are are on the album after this, which was kind of su- which was kind of surprising. Um, but I only kind of judged him in in that sort of sense for like his voice and you know his his sort of style. But I, I agree. Um, there's a lot of people who kind of have a similar voice to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have a feeling that DMX did it first though, because '98 seems really early. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. The only thing I, the only other one I could think of was like Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes was like that, where it's just like his voice was just something else, or like even ODB. ODB mm-hmm. had a voice that was just very different. But yeah, yeah, OD, it was. OD, sorry, but OD, ODB was like part of the Wu Tang, so like that kind of doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I think of like, because um, he has this really raspy like kind of yelling but it also sounds like um it's not like like he's like got rocks in his mouth a little bit you know what <laughs> something I mean? like that yeah there's something about it that yeah. like rasps as he gets louder right and so there was guys like after him um and i'm thinking of like ja rule or like young jeezy <laughs> you know what i mean you yeah. have that same like raspy voice and um 
that's this is a very like we can get into it but to me this is very early 2000s yeah i i I got like the slightest little bit of that like this album was like right on that cusp of like okay we're leaving the 90s and we're going into the 2000s it it was kind of a weird blend of both but uh let's let's get into the album so what you know just lay out some of your favorite songs for me which songs did you love the most the ones that i love the most um i love obviously like rough riders anthem yeah, which is that like a, one of his anthems right. of all time. That song is a classic. Um, <laughs> I also love um, Look Through My Eyes. When I got to Look Through My Eyes, I was like, oh my God. This yeah. this album just became like something that um, it's it became like something interesting yeah. for me at that point. I think I get what you mean because... Mm-hmm. So, I love Rough Riders Anthem, obviously. Right. But the first three songs, intro, just the intro track, you know, Rough Riders Anthem and Fucking With D mm-hmm. are amazing, like these kind of, I would categorize them as maybe like more jams or like kind of party vibe ish kind of songs. And then Look Through My Eyes comes in. And we're not partying anymore. And now we're getting into some real shit. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, that was the point where I was like, okay, DMX just doesn't do anthems. He, he knows stuff. He knows. He can, he can actually rap. Yes. And so I was like, okay, you know, here we go. And so that, yeah, I completely agree with Mm -hmm. you in that sense. I was like, okay we just got into an album right here, you know? I will throw out one more song for you. Go um, ahead. And you can tell me what you think about this song too. I really love Damien. Damien was amazing. That's amazing. That, those would be my top three for sure. Amazing. Amazing. And, and again, that's a song where it's like, oh shit, he's not just yelling out an anthem. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. So, I did appreciate probably the first two, I would say two thirds of the, uh, of the album more than I did the last third. I Um, will say um, this album feels long as hell. It feels really long, but it's like slightly over an hour. Right. But it's 19 songs. Yeah. And so I think, well, you've got all these like skits in here. Yeah, some of them are skits. So, yeah. Eh. So, you know, you have, you have songs that are like 30 seconds long, songs that are like, you know, a minute and a half or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just a lot, a lot of like content. Yes. I think, um, for what it is. And I don't know if it needs, I don't know if it needs that much content. You know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of liked it because it, in in a way, all of that content kind of reminded me of Ready to Die. You know? Yes, um, I agree. Because Ready to Die was also like that where it had skits and it was, uh, it had a, I don't know how many tracks are on it off the top of my head, but that one also had a fair amount of tracks on it because of these skits and it gave you all that context. And so that's why I drew massive parallels to that. Mm-hmm. Which also kind of reminded me of To Pimp a Butterfly, which kind of did that, but like the more grandiose 
2000 was it 14 15 version yeah can't remember something like the that year. something like that but that's why i really liked it because i was like wow i can i can see how they all kind of play off each other or related to each other like in, in that way but right and, and at it, least at least with the the 19 tracks it's not um how do I say? It's not like redundant. You know no, what I mean? Not at all. It's it's not. It doesn't feel like it's repeating itself. It just feels like a lot. It, and you get a lot. You get a lot. Like like I said, the first three tracks are a party, and then we get "Look Through My Eyes," which is a very like dark, somber song. Kind of what you know. It, it's kind of self explanatory through the name but he's trying to show people just kind of the life that he's lived and and how you know not great it, it can be and so you're like okay that's a pretty heavy song but then the funny thing was get at me dog is right after mm-hmm. that which is yes. another one of his which is another one of his anthems and frankly one of my favorite tracks i i, I love that song and apparently it's you know the first it, it's the first single that was like extremely popular um, but it definitely has like this kind of funky beat to it and it was really cool to listen to. Um, and then you just, and then after that you get back into this sort of dark and somber again with like, let me fly X is coming songs about being trapped or violence. And then Damien, like, like you said, yeah, Damien I- was a really cool track. Yes, um, I like the mix up too of um, it's not, you know, sometimes we we've been a little bit critical of like the tale of two halves kind of thing mm-hmm. where one half of an album will sound the same and then you'll have a mood switch halfway through. Um, this is not that at all. This is no. like totally mixed up. Um, it keeps it keeps it moving. Yeah, for sure. It does. And, it does. and once you're kind of like you know if you find yourself being like huh we've we've had this mood for a few songs in a row now it's going to switch the next song yeah that's true um one of the things i did want to kind of highlight about damien and the reason that we're maybe giving it a lot of limelight right now is because this is this is a very one of those theatrical tracks um the story kind of behind it is is DMX is making a deal with this guy Damien who is the devil in disguise and he kind of plays these two characters throughout the song himself and Damien the devil and I thought it was really cool because in my opinion it was kind of the opposite of how much a dollar cost by Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. in that song Kendrick Lamar is is uh you know approached by God but in this one, DMX is approached by the devil. And I just thought that that was kind of cool to see that, again, drawing these parallels to these really big hip-hop albums. And so I was like, dang, there's some influences, you know, intertwined there. But that's mm-hmm. why I really loved it. I'm like, holy shit, it's like the opposite version of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I mean, I don't... It's funny is I, I don't think... I don't think it's a stretch... But also, I don't, in my head, I don't connect DMX and Kendrick Lamar at all. And yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> neither did I up until that point. <laughs> right. And so I think it's really, um, you know, I think it's interesting that they're different styles, but they have the same kind of 
song structure you know what i mean yeah the same kind of um thinking i guess that song the first time i listened to it i was like oh this is sick like i know exactly <laughs> like you know i i know the idea that he's trying to do and then like repeated lessons i was like damn his like altered voice is like is he doing like an accent i don't know he makes it sound like it's not him even yeah. though i know even though i know that it's him and it's this was a really <laughs> yeah this is a really um popular thing that people did at the time i guess okay. like altering your well because biggie did that too right where he yeah. was like he had a song where he was his friend calling himself on the phone oh that's right okay okay i don't remember what that song was called yeah yeah, um, yeah. but I, I i recalled that track yeah yeah so i don't um it, it's it's really good for me to hear that like dmx was doing something that was kind of high like high um highbrow i guess is that the word i'm looking for like like, like high took thinking okay yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense that makes you know sense. what i mean that he's got he's got a lot of music that's like well thought out yeah like it's very very well done you could definitely tell like he just didn't you know just regurgitate whatever was in his mind he probably he probably worked to perfect this track and we're talking about it so much that you know what why don't we just give you the listener a quick listen of damien right now why is it every move I make turns out to be a bad uh-huh. one? Where's my guardian angel? Need one? Wish I had yeah. one. I'm right here, shorty, and I'ma hold you down. Right. I'm trying to fuck all these bitches, I'ma show you how. Okay. But who? Name D like you, but my all friends Oh, right, we're back. But hopefully we could highlight how he does these, like, two-character things. Because he does it again in one of my favorite tracks of his, like, kind of darker side is... uh stop being greedy mm-hmm. he does it again and he's and he's not really playing someone else he's kind of emphasizing the fact that he has two sides he has this good side and this bad side yeah and so and so this he does the one where he's he's talking about the like the guardian angel or is that a different song that might be a different song. was that damien i don't remember well they're they're kind of similar because he does a thing again where it's a little different where he kind of has this normalized voice to symbolize his light side but then it's his dmx raspy voice that plays his bad side and it's kind of cool how it's a similar thing like damien but it's its own character he's not just doing damien again Mm-hmm. It's a it's a third person, which is right. really really cool to listen to. But um, there was just there was something about the kind of darker songs that really had to uh, do something to get me engaged because okay, I think I, see. I I think I fell off of them kind of in that last half where i'm like okay man now we're just getting all these dark and sad songs (laughs) and and i didn't want to say that they were getting old but i was definitely like man i need something a little uplifting (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like like i I feel like what happened to you during uh what is 
what is uh, uh the the downward spiral happened oh, to me yeah. <laughs> happened to me this time around i was like okay we're ne- we're getting You're like i get it yeah we're like okay well, now we're just getting dark and depressing here <laughs> yeah and <laughs> i mean it's it's um it's one of those things where i think you know it's a debut album mm-hmm. um from a guy who was clearly like one of those those rappers who was like right off the street corner you know what i mean yeah because he has yeah yeah and he's got a lot of like gang related like lyrics and he's got a lot of lyrics about like committing crimes and things like that tons yeah yeah and so it's like it it feels very um like he's seen some shit so he clearly has something to talk about but also he only has that to talk about yeah yeah and, and so you're you're kind of running into like, oh, this is a dark song. This is interesting. Oh, it's kind of the same. Oh, it's kind of the same at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, some of them were like really cool in how he did it. Like, um, I liked also as part of that maybe darker middle half. So so or darker middle third, I should say. So we had the party third. And then we get into the middle, kind of darker section with Damien, how it's going down, crime story, stop being greedy. We yeah, liked the it. middle middle section was my favorite by far. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. you really liked it. Well, I, really- I mean, I mean, I guess I won't say by far because like Rough Riders Anthem and the intro were like sick. They were awesome. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I'm gonna be real with you right now. Go I didn't it. listen to the end of this album very much. Um, I think I got to it maybe once and I was like, cool. Okay. So you probably have a lot more insight um, than me on the last like third of this from like, um, like track 15 down. Okay. To be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, honestly, I had a rough I, week, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a hard time with like that half because of, as I mentioned, it was like, okay, another dark song, another dark song. But the middle section, I like, don't get me wrong, I, I like some of them. Like, how how it's going down was more mm-hmm. of an R&B kind of thing. But yeah. it's about, it's about like, an affair that, you know, he's having. And he's, like, having these struggles. But the R&B kind of beat and feel was really good. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, that's, that's a cool, chilling song. And then one of the, one of the more thematic ones that, really got my attention was crime story okay i don't i don't know if you liked crime story i love crime Crime story Story. crime story was uh the track where he's a man wanted for murder Mm -hmm. and the thing that really does it for me is the beat the beat has a the beat has that bongo in it and to me that really gives you a feel of like a spoken word like he's telling a story like he's He's okay. Uh, like he's performing this this song. Hot take. You ready for a hot take? Hot take on the album hour. Go for hot, it. Hot take. I think the beats are what gives the the album the like variation that we were talking about. Because absolutely, I think, I think without I don't think DMX like changes his delivery very much. No, from song to song. Um, and so as a result, like. The beats do a lot of heavy lifting on this album. A yeah. A lot. 
Um, and I I know exactly which song you're talking about with the bongos. Um, songs like, like, I don't want to say that they sound exactly the same, but his voice doesn't change at all. He always has the like raspy thing going on. Um, yeah. When he gets to like the darker songs, he does like, I think he does tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think he he kind of controls it a little more, but it's still like DMX's voice, right? Like, yeah, you, DMX. Like <laughs> you can still you can still tell who it is. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a. It this album was weird to me because I think from a music standpoint, it's great. Like it's really good, but mm-hmm. from like a a standpoint of like is this technically great rapping sometimes i'm like eh, kind (laughs) of you know what i mean like he's he's a creative as hell guy you know what i mean obviously his i think his brain is um like his musical brain is maybe better than his like pen to paper brain okay because there's sometimes I don't I was gonna get into this later, but I guess I'll get into it now. Well, later's now, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh sometimes where he will like rhyme the same word with itself. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of I know Rough Riders Anthem is like a party song and um you know, like take from it what you will. Obviously, that song doesn't need to be like a technically great rapping song. But he said the he rhymed the word shit with the word shit four times in a row, <laughs> and I was like, "Dog, like what are we doing?" Um, but like also mad respect because that beat is like hot as fuck. Like, there's a fu- uh, there's a funny thing about that beat. I don't know if you came across it, kind of diving into this a little more, but I was reading that he didn't want to do that song. I was That's reading a crime. I was reading. Here's here's what I read. I swear to God. So, uh, Swiss Beats was one of the producers. No way. Swiss Beats. Uh, Swiss Beats specifically did this one. Uh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if he did others, but he certainly worked on this one. And Swiss Beat claimed. That at the time it was a little different because he influenced a lot of New York and Atlanta sound. I, I guess he was from, you know, Atlanta, I guess. I don't know. But DMX, and I, and I quote, thought it was too rock and roll. That's bizarre. And I'm like, I'm, really? I'm glad he did it anyways. Really? Like too rock and roll? I don't know. Like, I can't think of a beat. That I would be like, that's a rock and roll beat. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like, not on this, not on this album. Not on this album, but um, I was like, really, too rock and roll. But yeah, he DMX almost didn't do <laughs> Rough Riders Anthem. We were that close to not having Rough Riders Anthem. <laughs> that would have been a tragedy. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember. There was one day where we were we were living together still, and you were like in the kitchen blasting Rough Riders anthem, and I was? like, <laughs> yes, dude, this sounds like, and you were like dancing and like screaming the words, and I was like, <laughs> damn, that song is hard as fuck. Um, that might have been like the first time I heard it too. That's so funny, because before before this, I knew DMX for like, um, like up in here. 
Yeah. I think yeah. that was like the DMX song. Or like the the one they used in the Deadpool trailer. Uh, that one. Uh, uh, X gonna it? give it to you. Oh, yes. X, X gonna give it <laughs> that, to you. That, and like, that, where the hood at? Yeah. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood. Again, all at? these anthems that are on his other album that comes right. out later in 1998. But you know what? We're talking about Rough Riders Anthem. It's too much of a jam. Have a listen to it. Here you go. Rough Riders Anthem. What a classic. I mean, it's 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 really a great song, and I don't know how you can't, like, just get hyped by not listening to it, you know? Great song, though. But, uh, so, I already maybe got a sense of it, but what were some of the, like, the parts of the album you thought that were kind of weak or maybe that you didn't like as much? Um, well, I think I actually agree with you on this one. Like, behind of the bottom part of it bottom third or so mm-hmm. um i just like didn't really pay attention to it to be honest so maybe i'm i didn't give it my best shot um and i'll go back and listen to this again maybe give like to a, give it justice <laughs> yeah um but i think when you have like i almost think there's not enough of the like upbeat songs on here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah which is, and s- which is weird because you would think that that dmx having like all the party songs he would have party songs everywhere but he kind of doesn't not i mean he he does but not as much as you would think compared to the other album now now i ha- this is a case where i'm like man i gotta go listen to the album after this it happened with death grips uh where i was like huh i gotta really check out the album that came after this to see what it, what it was like but I will say the 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 last third I don't really associate with as much, but I don't think it's bad. There were some parts of it that were really cool. Like I can feel it, which was kind of funny because uh, they used through the air of the night by oh Phil my God. Collins that song. <laughs> that song sucks. I <laughs> hate that song. Okay, so oh you just God. hold on. You just oh like God. I I do remember this one. Okay. <laughs> we hit a button. Wow, I think we have our first hate on this show. I <laughs> first, the first time the first time I listened to this well, probably the only time I listened to this song to be honest. <laughs> Yo, I had I had a rough week. Um I was sick. I missed some work. I didn't listen to this album like I should have. I'm sorry. <laughs> However, that song came on, and I was like, oh, please don't do it. Because I heard the drums, right? Yeah. The drums are like playing, they're playing in the back, and he's like doing his thing. But I was like, oh, please don't do it. And then the <laughs> chorus comes in, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, why? Um, It's just a case of like, oh, this is like corny as hell. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like super cheese ball, but um i I, you know i kind of did have to put my my mindset in like 1998 yes yes exactly and so i was like (laughs) yeah listening to it now i was like i all right 
Um, that was a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing happened. The same thing happened when we did the Biggie album too. He sampled like some. Oh, oh, Biggie, give me one more chance, and it was like, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> but this was so like over. Blatant. This, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This reminded me of um when Eminem Eminem did a song called Sing for the Moment and the entire beat is um Dream On by Aerosmith. Oh yeah. It okay. reminded me now of I'm that. Now I'm getting now I'm getting at what you what you mean. This oh, yeah. yeah. We can talk about it later, but um this album for me is locked in 1998. A little bit. <laughs> a, a little. Uh, parts I, think, of, I would I would say parts of it are for sure. Parts I think it, it doesn't are. it doesn't sound like 1998 as much actually. When you said 1998, I thought it would be later. Um, to be honest, but like this feels very early 2000s to me. Right, and so that's why it kind of feels 1998 for me because we had like really kind of funky songs. Like we had almost like I know I know it's more associated with west coast but we almost had like g-funk songs like fucking with d that was a real Mm -hmm. funky beat get at me dog was also somewhat funky and it was like kind of 90s ish and but then there was it but it not quite you know it was it was kind of like we're kind of moving past a little bit like like intro doesn't really feel that way and and uh rough riders anthem kind of feels a little bit 90s but but it doesn't really but it doesn't really and so that's why it starts feeling 2000s yeah it's it's very um i love when that happens yeah you know what i mean you can see the evolution yeah when music kind of um is it's got one foot in one place and one foot in the other place because it doesn't quite sound um it doesn't sound like boom bap 90s you know what i mean it doesn't sound like is, to... is boom bap your new genre of hip-hop no that's not new i didn't come up with that that's like that's like when you have um like a rapper and a beat you know what I mean? That's like when I think of boom bap, I think of like Nas. Okay. Um, it doesn't quite feel like that, but it also doesn't quite feel like uh early two thousands, like Lil John, like crazy party music. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Where we like, get it's into not that either. It's kind of in the middle. Where we get into the crunk two thousands. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like crunk. I'm trying to think if if um like the the flashy jackets you know what i'm talking about where like puff daddy and like all his people were wearing like flashy jackets okay where i'm trying to think of i don't know if that has happened yet so where so so if if i get it where it's where it kind of comes out from the streets and kind of gets mainstream and now has money yeah so if if i remember right like um like you know puff daddy and maze i don't know he could have been like p diddy back then i don't fucking know um (laughs) but they did like a music video and i don't remember what the song was called but they were like flashy jackets and they got like these these like track suits that were like chrome (laughs) and they did that for like a hot second and then um 
like Nas jumped onto it and like Jay-Z was like into that for a little bit. It nice. was like like flashy suits. Okay. Um I don't know if that yeah, that was when they like had lots of money. And then after that, um Jay-Z was like, Oh, this is actually a really bad thing for music and we should stop doing that. And then he did um uh what's that song called? Uh Hard Knock Life. And then people yeah. were like, Oh, Jay-Z's back. So. I'm, I'm, we, we got to do this album at some point, but like quick sidetrack. When does Jay Z's Blueprint come out? Is that like 2002? Right. Or is that, or is that still the 90s? I want, I want to say that's like not too far from this album. No, so it's, it doesn't sound too far. Exactly. And, so I'm and, curious as like if we listen to that album, which I, I do want to do at some point on the show. How, how similar or different might mm-hmm. it sound I'm, I'm curious at that point we'll have to see when we get there yeah but um no th- no there was something cool about kind of the last part on how he wraps up there's a skit before it ends where like he's praying and then the convo which quote unquote finishes the album uh-huh. is is uh is considered to be a like a, a highly praised dmx song uh where dmx is admitting these wrongdoings and he's connecting with god and he has a conversation with god and it's very spiritual and um i thought that was kind of a cool way to kind of wrap it up you know we're dealing with these themes of you know right from wrong damien and um what was that other one i mentioned stop being greedy these parts where he's fighting with a good side and a bad side the party aspect of the beginning the the harder somber feeling of the second third into the end and it kind of wraps up on a semi positive note i thought it was it was kind of cool for for that to end that way yeah, even though it's um like you were talking about like semi positive, it's it's a good good way to end it. It's like a you know what I mean because you don't want to end feeling like oh that was gross. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't want to end like on a on a downward angle spiral. I guess a downward <laughs> spiral you could say. <laughs> even though like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got you. I got you with that one. <laughs> don't don't put your saddest song at the end. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But yeah, and um well, well kind of going to the downward spiral. The downward spiral kind of ends somewhat similar to this where it's like semi uplifting with her yeah. at the end where it's where it has this moment of of slight positivity. Kind of how the convo quote unquote ends the album and i was actually going to see what you thought of the last track on the album but i'm not sure <laughs> how, how good don't of a ask con- me good of a conversation we'll have but uh don't ask la- me about the it. last track done started something is uh kind of makes full circle well it's kind of i'm going to Use the phrase uh, a a what was I what was I saying before? It was a um, an encore track. 
kind of something that is left on the end for a little something something like uh what was that Pro- prodigy album the fat of the land mm-hmm. how they like did a cover and that was at the end of the album and you're like oh, okay that was kind of cool that's kind of what ha- that's kind of what happens here it's the posse cut yes it's the it posse is. cut at the end um which also was like a thing in the 90s that i wish was a thing still but doesn't happen as much yeah and and as you mentioned it, this is the posse cut it features other members of rough riders and it's kind of back to this anthem track it's a little bit anthemy although the beat makes it feel darker than it is it's like very much like kind of this group anthem and the more and more i have listened to it the more and more i kind of like it and so that's why I, I I was curious to see what you thought about it. No, <laughs> but... I'm, again, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you're not gonna get any. Good I'm not I'm not getting anything out of you. No, not not a good conversation today. You're you're getting my uh <laughs> my my thoughts on the parts that I heard. So, <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like. You know, I'm, I'll I'll keep it real. I'm not gonna act like I. Uh, listen to this like four times you know what i mean i definitely listened to this probably four plus times but um <laughs> Damn but it. i let uh, you down <laughs> but i i was finding more and more uh, a liking to it and i was like kind of because cu- okay we talk about some rap groups right biggest ones nwa wu-tang who who comes after that who who, who really comes after that do you mean like in popularity or like in personal taste um i i want to hear both i want to hear both from you okay so like well in the timeline um i guess well so there's like the beastie boys in there right in the 80s and then you know what i mean and like nwa comes kind of after that um personally if you're gonna talk about like rap groups in the 90s you have to talk about tribe called quest you have to talk about um outcast which we're gonna do on the show someday hell yeah Um, hell yeah um and then probably well i don't know i don't know what like the next tier is Um, because maybe like ghetto boys or something ghetto boys is amazing i i i really like ghetto boys um but i don't i don't really know rough ride did like did rough riders as a I've, group ever I've, release an album? I've never heard of the Rough Riders until this album. Really? Because uh, I I've, I knew I knew Rough Riders were a thing. I knew Rough Riders were a thing, but I thought that they were like a group that released an album. They they were more of like a label and separate people within this label that released. Like Eve, apparently, is technically a Rough Rider, dude. and and I was like, it's oh, not like the okay. The, um, what do you call it? What was like Biggie's like homeboys called? What was the uh, name for that? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Brain you're, fart. You're but that was where like like um like Lil Kim and like yeah, all those people okay. came from. Um, I know I'm gonna remember it as soon as like. As soon as we end, there was a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah, because there was like the Wu Tang Killer Bees at one point, which was like, like you know, 
offshoot of like Wu-Tang Clan. Um, yeah. I've never heard I thought the Rough Riders was like a gang for some reason. <laughs> well, I guess they're they're well, I mean, you can be a musical gang. But I guess so. but it, 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 this was like kind of new to me where you know, a, a quote-unquote rap group didn't really have an album cuz we think of like NWA and then Dr. Dre and Ice Cube have their albums and then obviously Wu-Tang but then individual members of the Wu-Tang have their own albums that do very well. But Rough Riders was just like a group of people who had these individual albums. Like I Googled it and they they had albums that were like Rough Rider Volume 1, but I think they were like tracks from those individual artist albums, part of Rough Riders the i think it's a label or rec- or, yeah. or production production company something like that that's that right. they just that that they have a compilation album it's not like uh this is the rough riders album with it, with uh original music mm-hmm. i mean so, maybe it's like maybe it's like a uh what do you call it like a native tongues type situation native okay. tongues was like a bunch of the um the like african influenced rappers in the 90s so it was like tribe called quest but also de la soul but also like mc light and um like i think queen latifah was like involved and also buster rhymes like really early buster rhymes so maybe what about g unit did you g unit (laughs) g unit -Unit was like after because g unit was um g unit was like 50 cents like squad So it's funny because you have these rappers who are like the rapper, but then they have their side thing that is also a group. So you had like, yeah, yeah, you had the squad. So it was like because Ice Cube had like the lynch mob or whatever. Lynch mob. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, 50 Cent had G-Unit, which was like game. I think the game was in G-Unit and um, Lloyd Banks or something. And then (laughs) um, Eminem had like D12. D12. Right. Yeah, I forgot about D12. <laughs> a lot of people forget about D12. <laughs> a lot D12. of people forgot about D12. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the uh if anything, I'm here for a history lesson today. That's kind of the like vibe, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but but as I'm as I'm thinking out loud, uh Cypress Hill. We gotta do Cypress Hill at one point. Um Cypress Hill is on my list to do. We gotta mention them. Um also. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts on this album before we kind of, as we're wrapping up here? Yeah, I mean, so I will, like, continue off of where I kind of was talking from earlier. Yeah. Um, To me, this feels very, like, locked in the early 2000s for a couple of reasons. Um, The beats kind of do it a lot for me, but also dmx's voice nobody has his voice anymore um (laughs) so his his style is kind of um of that period also he says a word like on many songs um that is considered like politically incorrect now oh Um, yes um you know i'm not sure if i'm comfortable saying it but that's no no we don't need that kind of publicity yeah so um but yeah just be careful of that it's like street rap 
from 1998 pushing towards the like 2000s. Yeah, I, I do know what what you're talking about, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot that that was quote unquote okay at the time. Because right. even because even like 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 Ice Cube used to do it. Like, like yes. Ice Cube, Ice Cube's done it a few. Uh, it's the first person that I can think of that's done it. I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people did it back yeah. in the day. Fifty Cent used to say that back in the day. Eminem said it. A Eminem lot. said it a ton. Oh my god! Which which he... sparked so much of a controversy that he he had to do a performance with uh, Elton John. Uh, Elton John, because Elton John had to just be like, Nah, man, this guy's just expressing himself, which is kind, of, which is really cool. But you know, we we could just get along instead of get into that sort of controversy anyway different podcast different podcast but um i don't know the beats were really but but kind of piggybacking off what you said these beats were nice man i really liked them because they had so much so much variation there was a lot of different stuff going on between the bongos you know rough riders and uh rough riders anthem uh r&b stuff going on in here there was there was towards the end some bells going on to make it all dark and stuff yeah a lot of a lot of really good creepy piano samples super creepy stuff going on another another perfect for halloween uh choice at at the time of this recording we are what is it three days away from halloween so but um anything else you would like to add no, you're okay. Um, all I will add is that this album really just hits it out of the park. Like it, it's such a. Again, I will go back to the thematics of these hip hop albums. You know, to pimp a butterfly, ready to die. This one, they just go above and beyond. And honestly, the next time we do another hip hop album. I'm just going to be like, it's probably going to be another banger. Same with like X, like X military. I, I had no X military was, was a little different, but um, you know, I had no expectations for X military and X military was unbelievably good. It, it, you know, all of, all of these hip hop albums, all four of them that we've done so far have just really killed it for me. So if, you know, you need another one on your list or if you know, you're open, just listen to it. It's so good. It's great. And I'm glad that I didn't just rant on how good it was because that's kind of the the attitude that I wanted to not happen in an episode for once. So I think we did it. Yay. (laughs) All right. I think that will just about do it for us here. Go, you know, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, leave us a review, do all that stuff. We'll appreciate it we you know show us how much you love the content reach out to us if you have any suggestions and we will see you next time